Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What is the thing that makes a vacation fancy? 651-641-1071. What would you say makes a vacation fancy? Bradley Trainer, why are we asking this question? Because who doesn't want to go on vacation and who doesn't want to go on a fancy vacation? But it's mostly because I came across a list of the things that people think make a vacation fancy or as the Brits call it, luxurious. I just thought I fancy sounds better than like if I said to you, like, what's... What makes a vacation luxurious? You'd say like Pantene. I don't know. Luxurious <laughs> to me sounds like hair. Anyway, 651-641-1071. What makes you feel like a vacation is fancy? You know, like, is it the infinity pool? Maybe you need to have a five-star hotel or just having a cheeseburger in your hotel room. In room paradise. Service, right? Uh, whatever that is for you. And I can tell you what, what uh, you know, maybe some of the top choices were by people. Um Colleen, do you have a particular thought? Well, before I get to my thoughts, six five one six four one one zero seven one. What makes a vacation feel fancy to you? Honestly, like it, I am pretty easy to please. I just need like a door that locks uh, onto a hallway and maybe proximity <laughs> to a restaurant like that isn't fast that. food. I think. Well, okay. Yeah. So, if more than fast food, like what? What in particular? Well, like I mean, like a restaurant where you can sit down and order something. I mean, maybe okay. If it's going to be fancy, like I'm going to need. Yeah, um, I'm not asking you to give me like what you're willing to put up with right. on the road for your, you know, kids baseball because I know you've been doing a lot of that yeah, this summer. And it's trust, but me. like think outside the box Oof. of like you are getting your fancy on. I honestly, it's so dumb, but. A swim up pool to me feels like very swim up pool meaning a swim up bar in a pool that feels <laughs> swim like up pool. I can swim, I can up, swim to up to, the, up the, to pool. the pool that feels fancy to me like and not that I even would need to utilize it I just love the idea of it it feels fancy to me all right six five one six four one one zero seven one Holly do you have a, a a thing that you know for you is just plain fancy yes plush robes. Ooh. Mm. And great room service. Ooh, that's oh, that's nice. That is fancy. What about yeah. high thread count yeah. bedding? <laughs> sure, I nice would bedding. also accept that. Yeah, nice bedding. I mean, there are so many things. Those are the kinds of things, Bradley, that I would be indulging in on a luxurious vacation that if it was just a plain old stay away from home, I would not be doing those things. But there is nothing like having the the food roll up right to you while you're wearing your fancy robe and then you take the thing off and bada bing, you are there. I, oh, I'm i all about all of those things. I love to put on the robe, but then I usually just sit around going, I'm in a robe. What am I supposed to do now? Because I'm not one of those people that just like saunters around my hotel room and you know what i mean like yeah like i don't know but i i i'm I'm in a robe (laughs) in a robe um i will say for me um i just think of of course 
my life on a cruise ship. And the thing that makes it feel fancy for me is when you get turned down service. So like you come back from dinner and your bed has been turned down and it's like, cause you know, I probably took a nap during the day and, uh, I ruffled, you know, the bed around, but then when you come back from dinner and the bed is there for you again and you can just slide in and it's all fresh and made. Ooh, that feels so fancy. Ooh, do they leave a mint on the pillow no, sometimes? No, which is good because I would probably forget that it was there and then there would be just like a big chocolate stain on my pillow. <laughs> and you don't want that. You guys, this is so funny. I'm sorry, but my son, when we were in one of our hotels, he fell asleep on an M&M and we were in a hotel where they don't do... Like they don't change your, they don't yeah. do the cleaning. Yeah. So we were there no for a few days service? and I just was like, buddy, you got to like move, you got to, I don't know, move over. But he goes, when they come to clean our room, they're going to think I poop. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> they, people probably do that. It's uh, true. Some of the other things on the, like the, there was a list that they put together of the top 30 things that make a holiday feel fancy. And at the top of the list was five-star hotel. So just like the mere fact that something's a five-star hotel makes it feel fancy for people. Um, but number two was stunning views, which seems so obvious, right? Like if you open up your, your window in your hotel room and see like, ah, oh, an amazing skyline or sprawling vistas, sprawling and vistas, birds, birds that land on the balcony and then they start talking to you. Exactly. You back. Now I can, <laughs> then, you know, you're really on a fancy vacation or drugs. Um, let's go to the phones. We've got, let's see who's been waiting the longest Tina on the line. Uh, we'll chat with Tina and find out. Hey, Tina, what makes a vacation feel fancy, honey? Dinner's on the beach. Oh, dinner oh. on the beach is a great one. Absolutely love them. Have you done that recently? In Punta Cana, yes. Oh, lucky. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, Tina. Thanks, Tina. Thank you. Oops. Should we go to Judy? Let's go to Judy. Hey, Judy. Judy. What makes a vacation feel fancy, hon? Uh, just to be able to see to the bottom of the pool at the hotel so you can go swimming. <laughs> I love it. Hey, <laughs> if you can see the bottom of the, the pool, you're in a good hotel. Because <laughs> I went to Kansas City and, and I couldn't see the bottom of the pool. And then I, as I was walking out, there was a sign that actually said the pool was closed. Oh, so. whoops. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> I know. I wonder if it's because they couldn't see the bottom. I would have taken a large well, shower, Judy. Reasons, clarity. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Thank you, Judy. Oh, thanks. Um, we're talking about things that make us feel fancy when we're on vacation. Let's go to Chris. Chris is on the line. Hey, Chris, what makes you feel fancy? Okay. Well, so, yes, it's. It's a, it actually happened. It was the, the day of our, or the night of our wedding. I think we were staying at the Whitney. This was like 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. And the times being what they were, Chris decided she really wanted a cigarette. So we called down to room service. And my husband comes into the bedroom and it's like the pack of cigarettes is on a plate, on a doily, with a rose next to it. Oh. It's open. There's a cigarette stuck butt in there and it's lit. Get oh out of town. God. That is <laughs> like, fancy. like, this is fancy. Did they bring somebody to smoke it for him? <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> well, you know, this, this was in someone's mouth at some point, but oh, well, I didn't care. Yeah, that is so wild. Oh, my wild. God, those were the days. When oh, you my didn't God. Mind, Isn't that crazy? Yes. When you didn't mind somebody sticking a cigarette in their own mouth to light it for you. Oh, my Thanks. God. I know. It's now. like, you know, yeah, it's a good old day. It's true. Thank you for your call. Oh, my gosh, that's... I never, I've, I didn't know that they did that. That 
I didn't know they provided that yeah, service. Well, um, something tells me they. Well, I guess actually, you know, at the really fancy places, they probably still would because they'll That's do true. anything for you, right? That's true. Should we um, let Amanda have the last word? Hi, Amanda. Hi. What's, What's the thing that makes you feel fancy? So I love to cruise just as much as you do, Bradley. I'm actually going one on one in December. Ooh, where? But as much as I love turndown service, what I love even more about turndown service is when they include a towel animal. Yes, towel mm. animals are definitely next level. Do you have a favorite animal? Um, Probably the elephant. Oh, okay. I like the elephant, too. I'm a big fan of the monkey or yeah. the swan heart. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's a good one, too. <laughs> thank Amanda, you, Amanda. Thank have fun you. on your cruise. Well, uh, that was fun. Yeah, no, um, look, if you want to feel fancy, um, go on a vacation and ask for them to make your... I don't know why they don't do that in hotels. They should just the, make The turndown service? Oh, the towel animals. Towel animals in regular hotels. Did That's you, the thing. Did you read uh, Panda's tweet? No, I did not. Panda said, I'm simple. I consider my vacation to be semi-fancy if the bartenders are able to remember me and my order. To me, that says they're not overworked and can have time to remember customers. That's a good very one. thoughtful. Thank like you, Panza. Uh, that's great. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we are going to visit uh, the uh, the OG publication ship, mm-hmm. which is now defunct. It's now the divorce is relationship. Though, I mean, they're still... That's true. They're still connected, aren't they? That's true. We call them Brangelina. Uh, and some stuff happened, and Bradley's going to try to clear up exactly what happened when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Miss those times. Well, Brangelina continue to be involved in all kinds of legal shenanigans. And uh, there has been a development. And Bradley Trainers here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Holly from No Longer in a Tin Can, but uh, a non disclosed remote location. Bradley Trainer, what is going on with Brangelina? Well, I've got a legal update for you, and as the official lawyer for the Colleen Bradley Show, I'd like to get you up to speed on this nasty war over French wine. This is an all-wine French. Anyway, um, you know that Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt have been fighting ever since they said they were getting divorced. They're still in a legal battle around cut the custody of their children, but we also know that there's this legal uh, battle between the two of them revolving around their winery. Uh, Well, I should say what used to be their winery, because, of course, Angelina Jolie sold her stake in Chateau Miraval uh, not too long ago, much to the chagrin of one Brad Pitt. Right, because he said, you can't do that. You can't sell my shares without my say-so. And now he's business partners with some guy he doesn't even know. Yeah, and the guy he doesn't know is Stoli. So uh, she sold her stake in Miraval Winery to Stoli, uh, setting in motion a bunch of lawsuits in the U.S., in France, and also Luxembourg. So this is like the epic battle royale between Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. And the reason we're talking about it today is because, well... You know, the tabloids would have you believe that she won a crucial victory. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe there's some sort of, you know, resolution finally. Well, really, no. What she got was the court saying, hey, Brad, you you and your people need to turn over some documents that we asked you for. That's really all that's been, that took place in this mm. uh, long, drawn out 
boring, who cares, entitled celebrity rich people problems, yeah. right? Um, but essentially what happened was her team, that is Angelina Jolie's team, subpoenaed documents from Brad Pitt, his business manager, and the company that he runs, which is called like Mongo Bongo or Mondo Bongo, something, Mondo Bongo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were like, no, we don't want to give you those documents. And her people were like, give us the documents. And he's like, no, I don't want to give you those documents. But on Friday last week, a judge was like, you got to give him or give her the documents. Mm-hmm. And uh, said, you can't hold off doing so until you appeal on this decision either. So hurry up and turn these things over. Now, that's fine and good. Great. Awesome. Do we because know I or can need see to your care eyes. what the documents are? I was going to say, I can see your eyes glazing over because... Nobody cares. I don't care about documents. What these two rich people uh, are fighting over their like super successful winery, right? Like, sure, we care about Brad and Angelina. I mean, do we still? I don't know. I don't know that we do. But Ooh, I the thing yeah. that the thing that I was most excited about was the shady chat that her lawyers dropped, which was just listen to the way. Like, you could just tell there is a simmering rage or disgust for one another. Based on this um, this statement alone from her, I, I believe this was her attorney's quote. Any, and this is speaking about the issue of turning over the documents and how you know Brad Pitt was like, "How dare that biatch?" Mm-hmm. I'm putting words in his mouth. He didn't say this. How dare that lady um, uh, sell my or her stakes in our winery to Soli, which by the way is a huge competitor? How mm-hmm. dare they do that? And to which her attorney said the following quote, any rational human would be happy for Stoli to be a partner in their business. They have oh. top notch marketing and distribution. Um, and they go on to say he just can't see past his hatred of Jolie. Ooh. So essentially they're saying um, like Brad Pitt would have to be stupid to not see this as a good thing, a.k.a. because he doesn't see this as a good thing. He's stupid. So it's just like super shade. Like oh he's stupid gosh. and he just can't see past his <laughs> hatred of Angelina Jolie. Well, it's very gaslighty too because it's like he doesn't have any reason to be upset about this, but he d- he does have a reason. I mean, he can be upset. And so they're trying to make him look like a weak. Yeah. Any yeah. fool could see yeah. that this was a brilliant business move on the part of Angelina Jolie. Well, Whatever you think about that, whether it's true or not, I don't know. I'm All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Not like I may be a legal expert for the purposes of noon to three, mm-hmm. but I am not a wine expert or beverage corporation expert. 
I will say, though, that his people were like, yeah, this is not a no-brainer. Nice try. Also, um, I turned down, that is, Brad Pitt turned down an offer to sell it to Stoli while they were still married. Right. So the implication is, what he's saying is, that she's doing this solely because she knows that's not what he wants. Mm -hmm. To which he then goes on to say, through his people, like, um, also, this is... This, this, the future success of this company matters, not just for my own ego, but also for the future of our children. Right. So don't, you know, don't try to, you know, ruin something because you're bitter when, in fact, it would benefit your own children. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the implication the, anyway. And, you know, honestly, that's like where my head goes is like, sure, but this is, but you know how divorces get messy, right? And people start to, you know, throw darts at each other, not thinking about the broader ramifications of it. Um, that's not, that's not, it's not like that has never happened. Yeah. But, um, but when it's happening with millions and millions and millions on the line, it does seem a little, obnoxious for her to be using this situation as a way of trying to get back at him. Well, also they've been split since 2016. You're trying to tell me that you have issues you can't work out in, uh, how many years is that? I mean, that's like eight years. No, six. I can't. Math is not radio. Oh, you're right. Six years. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Whoops. Carry the one. (laughs) Six years. Very simple math actually, but we're bad Uh, at math. Um, so yeah, so the, I mean, if you you're trying to tell me you can't work out your issues in six years, right? What which actually just says a lot about you both, yeah, and your ability yes. to, and of you know all the things, and I it, and uh, you know whatever people will like try to rich explain this to us, but I just I'm not having it. Well, and we're not. I mean, obviously, we're not close enough to. We don't know what's actually going on between them, but we know enough to know that this is a messy situation, and. They're the ones that are making it messy. Yep. Yeah, it didn't arrive Self-inflicted to inflicted mess. Exactly. It didn't arrive here messy. They make it messy. Mm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, they're not the only messy celebrities. There's other messes. True. And uh, we call them celebrities behaving badly, or we also call them. D-bags. And we're going to tell you who they are today on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We call those celebrities D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D Bag, Bradley? Um well, Chloe. So that's not a surprise. Mm. But um I just people say what you want to say and don't use other people's words to say it. Use your words, Chloe. All right. The story uh, that brought me to this feeling today, this very strong feeling, uh, comes from page six, which uh, the headline of is Chloe Kardashian posts about being held hostage to oh, past amid Tristan drama. So I thought, oh, OK, so she's going to tell me what she thinks. I'm here for that as much as, you know, like I'm not. But. At least when she's got words to say, I'm here to hear what her words are. But she shared a, quote, not so cryptic TikTok video. So basically, she just shared somebody else's words. And apparently it's there should be something called cryptic talk for her. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, The good American found co-founder, as page six calls her, posted somebody else's inspirational speech. That comes amid, of course, the heartbreaking twist that her ex 
Tristan Thompson agreed to implant a surrogate to have a second child with Kardashian while secretly knowing Marilee Nichols. Marilee Nichols was pregnant with his son. So, like, they're painting the drama for you. But in the actual uh, TikTok that she reposted, it's somebody named uh, Martha Graham. No, it's uh, somebody with the last name Graham. Graham. Mm, cracker? Graham Cracker? Not Graham Cracker. Mm. I think it's just Graham. It says Graham, a Maryland-based TikToker, said in a viral video, quote, some people only know what they knew about you. They have no clue what's actually new about you. Oh. What? Okay. You see, I figured out that people will hold you hostage to your past. Well, see, again, th- this is a person saying words that you're now supposed mm-hmm. to do the math and like apply it to like cl- pretend it it's Chloe's- coming from Chloe's voice. So, again, I'll just reiterate some people only know what they knew about you. Mm-hmm. They have no clue what's actually new about you. Mm-hmm. You see, I figured out that people will hold you hostage to your past because it helps them validate how they wanted to feel about you. And to be honest, it helps them really validate how they want to feel about themselves. Either way, can I give you some advice? Grow. Grow at such a rate so fast and so much that your past becomes irrelevant. Anybody who chooses to see you from your old scope, they become just as irrelevant. Oh. So those are the words from Graham. And Mm -hmm. best of luck to Graham. I don't know Graham. Mm. Some of my best friends are not Graham. Yeah. Is I mean, it somebody's just, grandma? Graham. Oh, okay. Like the G-R-A-H-M. Like the cracker. Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay. So anyway, I guess what we're supposed to do then is if Chloe's reposting it, we're supposed to apply that to her. Like, just tell me what you right. think. Stop vague, shady, faux, whatever, insta blobbity blue you want to call it. Stop it. Just say here's, your words, or here's a better thing. Don't say anything. Well, yeah, and she can't not do right. that because they have a whole show about their lives. Mm-hmm. For the world uh, around us, I would just recommend, in most cases, instead of vague booking uh, or shadow posting or, you know, wh- whatever the, the, the terminology is, just keep it to yourself because it just it says far more about you than it says about anybody else. Otherwise, just say the words. Like, if you feel so moved to say something, say the word. Well, there's this thing that I I, I, I always feel like when, um, and it's mostly celebrities that do this, but other people do it too. Some of your best friends probably do this <laughs> on social media where they want you to know, like, I'm the kind of person who dot, dot, dot. And I always want to say, don't, t- if you have to tell people the kind of person you are, something's wrong. Because you should be showing that with your actions, yeah, right? I agree. So I kind of feel like that's a little bit what this is. It's it's like, look at me, I've changed, I'm changing, and you all can't get used to it. And I'm the kind of person who changes, and I change fast. And it's like, no, girl, just show us. Just show us. Because actually what we've been reacting to when it comes to the Tristan situation is that nothing has changed, Right. Yeah, well, I I don't even know. I guess I don't even know what all all I know about this entire experience, courtesy of Khloe Kardashian, is that she wants me to think that she is a victim. Right. That's all I know. Because everything that is now she would say to us that she is not a victim. And in fact, what she's trying to say is like, don't be a victim. Mm -hmm. But I, I would then say, well, you need to talk to the producers at the Kardashians. Right. And the people that are putting AKA your siblings and your mom. And also you need to talk to the people who are putting out stories in People Magazine and other tabloids because every single story makes you look like you are a victim. I don't think you're a victim. Mm-hmm. I think you're a very 
um, you know, accomplished, successful, privileged human beings. So then why is it that every time there's a headline, you're the victim when it's not you, your sister's not portrayed that way? Your sister's portrayed. Each of your sisters are portrayed in a different way. Mm-hmm. I think this is just the role that she was given by, again, C. Chris Jenner, mm-hmm. um, that every storyline is going to because every single time she likes something, every time she reposts something, it's always about like, oh, just rise above it. And it's like, why do you always have to like, why does that have to be the message? Mm-hmm. Because that says that that's inside of you so much that you have to like push it out or that's the image of yourself you want to you want to portray. And to me, that image is not one that I think you think it is. Right. Well, here and yeah, I, I, sometimes I think about what it. And I don't want to say this exactly in the way that I am because it's going to make it sound like I'm also labeling her a victim. But I think it's got to be so hard. Like when you're born to Kris Jenner, that you're born, it's like you're born into central casting. And she's like, oh, this is my, my beautiful baby, Chloe. You're going to be the victim. You know what I mean? And it's how do you, how do you get yourself out of that? When the person who's pushing the narrative is the person who gave you that. Yeah, well, they all made the deal with, you know. Uh, agreed. With Chris Jenner in terms of being a part of the show. They don't have to be. I mean, look at Rob. Right. We, we do talk about, haha, poor Rob. But I think that that's a storyline that's, that's mostly, you know, because Rob didn't play by the rules mm-hmm. or want to be part of the process. And so got sidelined. Yeah. Right? Like, you have he, a choice. Yeah, Just yeah. I mean, look at the, the the one Osborne. Right. Amy. See, I um, never remember her name I know, because, because I don't need to because exactly. she's not like you don't have to play this game. This is not you don't have to be a Kardashian in the Kardashian. Like she just doesn't have to. Right. They're choosing to. Mm hmm. Yeah. I think an inspirational quote applies to Khloe Kardashian. Maybe I saw it on the Internet. The was, it, uh, Albert, was, was it Albert, Albert Einstein, Einstein or Mar- Marilyn Monroe? I don't know, but the more things change, the more they stay the same. How true that I is. I like that. How true that is. That's very unique. Um, <laughs> yeah, Chloe, can use that. Yeah. <laughs> Colleen, who's your D bag? Uh, Ticketmaster. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. You mean the people who we buy tickets from? Not for I long. Don't. Not for long. I mean, A, because I can't. You guys. So, this is honestly for the same reason. The reason you can't, Bradley, and it's for the same reason. That the uh, Adele tickets uh, landed Ticketmaster in the D-bag set, and actually Adele in the D-bag segment uh, prior, is because those Bruce Springsteen tickets, because of that dumb dynamic pricing. Mm -hmm. So first, like, first of all, and I knew that this was going to happen because we all did it, Bruce fans, the boss fans. Like you try to get your verified fan status. And then once you get that, you're either allowed to get in for the sale or you get waitlisted for the sale. Then when you get in, everybody's fighting for the good seats. And the more you're fighting for them, the higher those ticket prices are going to the tune of. And now actually uh, in resale, those tickets are going for as much as four thousand to five thousand dollars. But you don't even have to get to resale before for not it's, even good seats. You don't even have to get to resale before it's ludicrous. Yeah. That's the whole problem with dynamic pricing is that like you'll be in the thing. You were like the first in. Mm-hmm. You got there. You clicked as fast as you could, and right before your eyes, that price will change from like one hundred and fifty dollars to one thousand. It's ridiculous. And you're like, oh, I got tickets. Wait, a thousand dollars? No way. Mm. And you have no choice. 
It's so gross. Yeah, I agree. It is absolutely gross. I mean, I, and so I'm looking through, you know, tweets of people who were trying to score themselves uh, tickets to see Bruce Springsteen. And for example, one guy, Steve Leibowitz, said, I went back into presale for Springsteen in Boston. I pulled this cute little pair on the floor. And it's like, I don't know, it's row four, seat seven and eight. Those are pretty good seats. Those are decent, really close. For the pair, $5,000. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. I was thinking about this the other day. My husband will tell you the story. He saw the Rolling Stones in, I don't know, maybe the 90s. He, I think, had front row seats for $50. And that was a lot then. Yeah. We had, um, gosh, I think the first time we saw Adele, I think we had like row 10 or 14 or something. You had really good seats. It was really good seats. And I think we paid, um, I don't know, $300, which seemed ludicrous at the time. Oh, right. And this time around, we got into one of her Vegas shows, and it was going to cost us like over $1,000 for two tickets. Just for the concert. Yes. I mean, not for the whole vacation. No. Not for and the whole we were trip. Like, we're, just... we're like, screw that. We're not doing yeah. that. It's so, bye. asinine. And I'm just telling you, if you don't want concerts, I just fear that this is just going to become like an elitist opportunity. Like, you're you're just never going to be able to see people the way you used to be able to see people. Or if you do, you're just going to have to, like, take a Xanax six hours before because it's mm-hmm. such a stressful process to, to, like, actually get tickets, even if you want to pay that. Well, much. and the frustrating thing is the, the, the reason, and I'm putting that in loose quotes, they say that they're making you jump through these hoops is to try to minimize bots. Well, based on how many tickets are now on resale, I don't think they're doing a good job of whatever measures are in place. Yeah, but guess what? They're still selling out, and the artist is still making a ton of money. Yeah, because I'm sure that resellers are getting a hold of all these tickets Mm -hmm. and then, you know, jacking up the price. It's gross, you guys. It's It's just gross, and I don't like it. I'm going to go to imaginary concerts from now on. <laughs> just in my mind. It's called, mind. <laughs> you know, just get a streaming service. and Or like turn on an town. album and shut your eyes and pretend you're seeing it live. It's free, you guys. It's free. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, speaking of dynamic pricing and being irritated at ticket prices, uh, what then happens if the artist you were going to see in Las Vegas cancels their residency last minute? Well, do we know now what Adele's plan is going forward? Bradley's going to give us all the details when we return right here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Well, it is about damn time for Adele uh, to tell us what she's trying to do with her uh, Las Vegas residency. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And is there any news on this, Bradley? Oh, uh, yeah. In fact, this morning we finally, finally, finally got details on uh, what's happening with Adele's residency in Vegas, much to the world's uh, collective sigh of thank God it's about time. Adele announced her rescheduled dates. And I will say it's different than what the speculation was going to be. I can tell you that uh, this morning Adele announced her rescheduled dates for uh, the residency, which will be at Caesars Palace, but it's now going to take place from November to March 2023. And she broke the news uh, alongside a Weekends with Adele promo shot, because remember, these are going to be like Friday, Saturday, Sunday performances. 
from uh, November to March. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. This time through March of 2023, quote, words cannot explain how ecstatic I am to finally be able to announce these rescheduled shows. I truly was heartbroken to have to cancel them. But after what feels like an eternity of figuring out logistics for the show that I really want to deliver and knowing it can happen, I'm more excited than ever. So, um, you know, that's where we're at. Wow. We finally got the details. Um, all I'm going to say is I'm, a, I'm glad for the people who were like sitting on tickets. Yeah. Um, but if you want to go, I'm just, you're going to have to like, you're going to have to plan this out because it's a lot. It's a lot. I went over to Ticketmaster to figure out what the process is. It's a lot. Okay. What's so, okay. So I have a, a few questions about existing tickets. So people who already had tickets, those will be honored, but now they're going to have to go through the rigmarole of rescheduling, right? Yeah, they're going to get first. So I'm going to pop now over to Ticketmaster, and they said, oh, new weekends with Adele announced. Adele has announced the rescheduled dates for weekends with Adele at the Coliseum in Vegas. In addition to the 24 originally scheduled shows, there will be eight new shows announced. Great. Um, and as I said, November 18th to March 25th, which before we get to the details, I want to just remind you is a little problematic because remember, she was like, oh, it has to get done before the end of the year. Because. Yeah, because I'm going to have a baby. So she obviously put that off, which makes me believe that, you know, they came back and offered her a lot more money which to make these happen. Because I by all accounts, this concert was not going to happen, despite what they were telling us. Right. It was just clear that, like, there was no hurry to get these shows back uh, you know, back on the plan. Anyway, um, now back to the logistics. A select, so all existing tickets are still valid and will be honored for their new date. So what that says to me is if you had ticketed, uh, if you had t- um, tickets previously, you will have the chance to go. There will be two opportunities to purchase tickets. Access to each presale will be limited with priority given to fans who held tickets for the original show dates or had previously registered and been waitlisted for weekends um, with Adele's verified fran- fan presale. I know what you're thinking. Oh my gosh, no. That's yeah. awful. Yeah. So that sounds like to me they're not getting reticketed for different dates. No, but that's okay. So what I, the way I interpret that is we're going to open it up like it's a fresh new sale, but the only people who will be allowed in are people who already have tickets and the people who maybe are verified fans, which means those verified fans will be in there muddying the waters, swooping in and grabbing tickets alongside people who already have tickets. And that's what's so frustrating. And remember I said, that's gross. Well, I think that's the case. I mean, that's how I'm interpreting that. But the reason that I'm saying I think is because that's what's so frustrating about this is it's not clear. And also, um, but wait, there's more. So 
that, which you just explained, but there's going to be a refunded fans pre-sale. So if you were a fan who'd bought tickets during the previous Adele verified fan pre-sale okay. and then had them refunded, uh, and I guess this re- applies to all orders refunded prior to Monday, August 1st. So if you refunded your tickets prior to August 1st and you were a verified fan presale, you are going to get a fan presale. Oh my gosh. This but is that so doesn't confusing. mean you're going to get tickets. It oh. means you're going to get the same dumb chance to pay more for those tickets because I guarantee you the price is going to go up. Oh my gosh. This is yeah, awful. And then, for my dumb chance. And then, <laughs> for those of you who weren't a refunded fan, the next day you're going to have a general verified fan presale, who is, which is available only to those who registered and were waitlisted for the previous. Adele verified fan presale. I think technically I qualify for that. But if you're like me, okay, so yes, yeah, so Bradley, you, you're in there somewhere. But again, like, like I didn't where. get tickets the first time right. because when I got in there, the only tickets that were available were like ridiculously. They were like expensive. remortgage your house, and yeah. you were like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But for the for the regular person like me who didn't even try the first time, who might be like, you know what, I could see myself seeing Adele. Yeah. I don't even. I'm not even gonna. I can't. There's no what. No. Yeah. I'm gonna have to wait till the flippy flop when there's being reset like resold on StubHub or something yeah. for an arm, a leg, yeah, You're not an going. ankle, and a foot. I can't. I don't understand this. Current. Here's what it says. Key dates to know. This is again. We're talking about the Adele reschedule. Um, in Vegas, current, and you just have to believe that people's heads are exploding. Uh, mine are, mine just did. Current ticket holders. That means that there are still people with tickets, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about who this. did not get refunds, Correct. who are holding on to tickets. Current ticket holders will have the opportunity to refund their tickets up until Monday, August first. After that point, no additional refunds will be permitted. Does, but I don't understand. Are they not getting reticketed to a particular date? So what that feels like to me, well, I don't because know. I don't know because how you could no, do that because they are totally different dates. That makes it sound like to me, it makes it sound like if you want to, like you can either get your money and run, or you can refund your ticket and then be let into the early sale. But if you don't do that by August first, you're out that money. Yeah. That's but what like, that sounds like to me. Get a refund by August first. I don't know somebody who's not paying attention, or maybe I don't know is like on some sort of vacation where they're off the grid for the fans next fans who are el- few listen months. to this. Fans who are eligible for either refunded fans presale or general verified fan presale will receive an email invitation from Ticketmaster. Fans who are eligible for either of those will then have until Sunday, August seventh, to register for new and scheduled performances. So does what? that mean that like if you hold a ticket that you're going to be let into like a you're going to get an invitation to like pick tickets to a different event? I I'm I'm confused. I know, and I'm glad I don't so have frustrating. tickets. Um you I will don't... say I will say this. We got this tweet from Elaine and I thought there was something to this. She said, "Could Caesars have threatened to sue her for breach of contract and that's why she's actually doing those dates?" And you know what occurred to me also is if she still plans to have a baby, she can still have a baby in that time. I mean, she'd have to get on it right now, but she's still got time. <laughs> she'd literally. Have literally. To. Okay. But she's got time to have a baby. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So 
both things can be true. And that might be the reason why they're so, because that's a while away. That's still, that's over a year from now, right? October or November through March of, oh. No, that's no, it's this, this fall. November. I was going to say, she okay, can't. Okay, so uh, for some reason I was thinking November 2023. Quick. No, she can't. You're right. Unless well, it was already in there. I mean, it's on its way. I mean, you never know. You don't know. All I'm going to say is my head hurts and I don't know. I can't. I don't. You don't have to worry about it. That's the good news because you didn't get them tickets. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, what's the weirdest place you've fallen asleep? 651 